Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Journey podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, we are going to talk about becoming human. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, as we get into this conversation, it will probably mean exactly what you think it will mean to become human or act like a human being. But beyond the surface meaning, there will be a more spiritual significance to this topic today, so I hope all of us will get something out of it. I was inspired to do this show by a song that came out a couple of months ago entitled Becoming Human. And this song was written and performed by a gentleman by the name of Simon Collins. Now, for those of you who are in the know, Simon Collins is the son of Phil Collins, who had a very successful uh, music career in the 1980s. He was also the drummer and vocalist of the progressive rock band Genesis. If you haven't heard the song Becoming Human, I would suggest that you go over to YouTube, type in Simon Collins, Becoming Human, and give it a listen. I think it's a great song. It has a lot of spiritual messages and undertones, and I think it's something that the world really needs to hear right now, especially in this day and age. I feel like this song was very timely in coming out at the time that it did. And so what I'd like to do is read you the lyrics to this song and then talk about what this song makes me think about. And I'm not the only one because I've heard other people reflect on these same things when they talk about listening to this song and what it means to them coming out in a world where everybody is so divided and against one another and mean and nasty. So let's read the lyrical content, and then we'll get into my thoughts on the matter. So verse 1, Becoming Human by Simon Collins. I know what it is to be a glimpse in time in the multiverse, and I know that there's a truth beyond the lives of non-existence. I know that when we close our eyes to mask our own resistance, and I know we're riding on the edge of time, creation, and existence. Nobody gave you the tools to connect the dots to the God inside you. So don't you know it, all you need is love for becoming human, to being human, becoming human. I know that we are here to exist, evolve, and find eternal bliss. And I know all I can do is dig for truth, to live a life that is peaceful. I know that when you find your way to Zen, you'll feel that love is missing. And I know a path inside, embrace a heart that's beautiful. So don't you know it? All you need is love for becoming human, being human. So please believe me, there's only one way up to becoming human, to being human, becoming human. Then there is a bridge that reads, 
in reality, discover spirituality. Accept the love, accept the love. Now, I probably didn't do those lyrics justice because uh, I'm a very poor public reader. But, you know, I think you get the gist. And again, I hope you'll look up the lyrics yourself and go over to YouTube and give the song a listen because it really does make one think. And the things that this makes me think about, becoming human, first and foremost, like a lot of people that heard this song and was affected by it, really thought about the way we're treating one another in the world and in society right now. We look at other people of different colors, different races, different religions, different political views as being subhuman somehow. They're not enlightened. They're not as smart as or as good as or even enlightened as we are. And we have all these battle lines drawn in the sand, just waiting for someone to cross them so we can attack verbally and sometimes even physically. Just as another sad example in reality right now, and this is not a political show or a show to get into conspiracy theories or anything of that nature or choosing sides saying who is right or who is wrong but we have to look and I've mentioned this before in my shows the whole battle over wearing a mask during a pandemic you know this is not something we can sit back and say it's just a cold it's just a flu or it doesn't exist or all the people that have died of this virus, well, that's a hoax. The numbers are all, all wrong. None of this is real. It's fake news. We can't sit back and try to create our own reality. Just because we think it doesn't necessarily make it so. We are in the middle of a pandemic with a virus that's very contagious that we've never faced before. It's brand new. I mean, there's an, a news flash here. This does happen from time to time on planet Earth. It's not fiction. It's not made up. People have died and people are dying. So this battle over face masks, I, I don't quite understand why some people are thinking that it means they have to wear a face mask 24-7 wherever they are, because that's not the case. It's only to wear it when you're around other people. When you're shopping, gathered with other, you know, a group of people somewhere, you're protecting yourself and others. Now we have the whole thing about masks don't work, you know, and all these other uh, theories. But again, this is kind of creating our own reality by picking and choosing pieces of information that fit what we want to believe. And then we go out, and, and this goes for the people that wear masks too. I mean, people that don't wear masks, they attack people that wear masks. 
If someone says, could you please put a mask on? I have a health condition. I can't afford to get sick. You know, people that don't wear a mask or do the half masking, they'll spit on the person. They'll cough on the person. You know, they'll do all kind of nasty things and say, well, there's your coronavirus. I have it and you're going to die. This is just wrong. This is not being human. This is not acting like a human being. Just the same way, if someone sees someone who's not wearing a mask, walking up and starting a fight with them, punching them out in the middle of a supermarket, this is no way to act. I'm not saying, oh, you should wear a mask, you shouldn't wear a mask, this side is right, this side is wrong. It's how we treat one another. And look, folks, whether I believed this virus was real or not, let's say that I didn't believe it, and I do believe there is a virus out there. If I didn't believe it, I would still, out of politeness, cover my face when I went into a supermarket or in a crowd of people. Because I know there are people that if I go walking in there sniffing and coughing and laughing and sneezing and, you know, touching things and getting close to them, it's going to make them nervous. It's going to make them uncomfortable. It's going to make them feel afraid. Who am I to look at somebody and say, you know what, I'm not wearing a mask. F you, live with it, spit on them, cough on them, whatever I'm going to do. No, that's just the way I am. That even if I didn't believe there was a virus out there, I would do what was necessary so the people around me feel comfortable. Is there anything wrong with that? Is that losing my rights? Is that being a sheep? No, it's not. But the fact of the matter is, there is a virus out there. And as I've mentioned many times on this show before and in my last show, People are careless during cold and flu season. They go out, they cough, and they sneeze right out in the open air. They have the flu, and they know it. And there's someone standing one to two feet away from them in the same grocery store. I mean, that's just inconsiderate. I I couldn't possibly fathom even having a head cold, let alone the flu. And have someone standing next to me and just, achoo, you know, or let out a big, you know, lung-rattling, phlegm-filled cough, you know, right in their face. I would feel like a heel if I did something like that. This is not being human. We don't care about the other person? What if they do have a health condition? What if we just have the flu and they catch it and they end up dying because of us? Oh, it's no skin off my nose. I don't know the person. No big deal. But this is the way we are. And again, I use these things just as an example, not choosing sides, because we are so inconsiderate of one another. And that inconsideration has come to a crescendo where now it's just fashionable to hate and to fight and to threaten and to mock and to do horrible things to one another. 
And here's the rub, ladies and gentlemen. It's not only acting like a human being or being human to treat others with dignity and respect and politeness. But think about this. In order to ascend or to rise spiritually, we have to become a good human being. We should live by the golden rule. Love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Take the wants and the needs and the thoughts and the fears of our fellow man and woman into consideration. Just don't bulldoze over people. That's not loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That's not caring about your neighbor, and I'll do what I want. We've talked on this show before, and if you haven't heard these shows, go back and look up the shows on the Indwelling Divine Thought Adjuster, communing with the Indwelling Thought Adjuster, that fragment of God that lives with each and within each and every one of us. And it is, it is that fragment of God that as we nurture it, and as we live by love and peace and follow those divine inclinations that come to us in our lives, that we begin to grow our soul. And that fragment of God starts to become and become one with our soul. But we are not honoring, as the song says, connecting the dots to the God inside. We are not doing that if we are not living by love, if we're not taking the wants and needs and the thoughts and the considerations and the opinions of our neighbors and our brothers and sisters into consideration, how do we grow our soul and how do we rise in consciousness? How do we ascend to the next dimension of life when we leave this world? if we don't first become a good human being, centering and communing with that divine fragment with each and every one of us, pondering and meditating the divine presence, doing good and loving others just for doing good's sake because it's the right thing to do, which is easier for me to do? Put a face mask on for 10, 15 minutes while I'm in a grocery store? Get what I need and get out? Take the thing off my face and go home and breathe fresh air? Or is it right and does it take more energy to go in without something covering my face? And if someone says something to me, I spit on them and yell and scream and throw canned goods or, you know, whatever I can get my hands on at them, cause a big fight, a big row, get thrown out of the store, get arrested. Which one is the right thing to do? It's almost like people that do these kind of things are going out looking for the fight. I dare you to challenge my ideas and my political stance so I can attack you. Is that doing the right thing? Is that becoming a good human? 
Is that nurturing and growing your soul in the light and love of God so that you may evolve and journey through the realms of eternity as a true spiritual being? Or are you so hung up, are we so hung up on the ridiculous things of this world that this is how we are inclined to behave and we say, this is right and this is okay? We are the seed, ladies and gentlemen, that will grow into the tree. And if we don't water that seed, if we don't take care of it, it will die in the ground. And many of you know, I've talked about this before, in the Urantia book, it talks about those who deny the presence of God in their lives, those who deny the presence of God that's within them, that indwelling divine fragment. If they say, I'm going to do my own thing, I don't care how many times that still small voice tells me not to do this or to be more kind or to be more loving or to be more tolerant. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to be violent and mean and nasty and argumentative. I'm going to go out and look for trouble. I'm going to go out and look for someone to hurt who opposes my views. Well, all of that would be what the Arantia book calls denying the Spirit of God within you. You're essentially telling it through your actions and through your thoughts, I don't care and I don't want you in my life. And the Arantia book says that that divine presence within us can and will depart. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the seed for the soul is gone. We don't become the tree. When our physical life ends, our life and consciousness ends. It dies in the ground and returns to the elements. And the only way that we rise into the next dimension and levels of life that we call heaven is by nurturing and communing with and listening to those divine intuitions and the inner guidance that it gives us in our lives. I suppose you could like it to having a family member who's very rich, say a mother or a father, and they want to love you and take care of you, but for some reason all your life you tell them, I don't care about you, I'll do what I want, you're nothing to me, I spit in your face, and we never have anything to do with our loving parent. But then when there's nothing left to us in the will, or we come for them or come to them for help, and they either turn us away or they're no longer there on this earth to give us help when we need it, we're lost. We've squandered that relationship. And we can squander the relationship and opportunity that God is giving us to live in eternity. And so again, it all starts with becoming human. 
doing what is in our power to live under that influence of the Divine Spirit as it guides us step by step into the realms of eternity. Do we think by following a certain politician and their cues to be nasty and violent and insulting and not care what anybody else thinks and label anything we don't agree with as fake news, do we think by following that example that that leads us straight through the gates of heaven? I would say probably not because there's a whole lot of love and consideration for others that is lacking there. This is a dead-end trail that is likely for many people in the rate that we're going that will stop at the grave and progress no further. It's like the song says, again, we have to connect the dots to the God inside of us. We have to start to rise in consciousness, rise in spirit and soul. We have to become better than we are right now. Because when we become human in the spiritual sense, following that inner light, submitting our lives to God, wanting to do the good and right thing, we don't stay the same. We don't become human, stay human, and just stay with our feet nailed to the floor, never change, never grow. No, that begins the journey of growth. And little by little, sometimes it's accelerated, and day by day you just see the world in such a different way. And it's a beautiful thing just to know and feel that you're loved and guided and that you're on this eternal journey and all this piddly stuff that people want to fight and hate and do violence over it doesn't amount to a hill of beans anywhere there's also a line in that song that makes me think because there's a lot of people in the world that and this goes for people of various religious faith, uh, faiths that I've seen, whether Buddhist, whether New Age, whether Christian, uh, some Muslims who are more into the mystical Sufi way. We have this notion that an ultimate reality, that, see, this is, if I, if I may use the word, uh, th this is kind of like a, a bastardization of metaphysics and the teachings of Buddha where people will say well in ultimate reality there is no right and there is no wrong so it really doesn't matter how I act or what I do or even if I hurt another person because in reality I didn't hurt anybody the notion of good and evil well, that that's all subjective and in the mind of God or in ultimate reality, it doesn't really exist. The best thing that we can do, spirituality, is to live in the moment, empty yourself, reach that moment of Zen where you're just kind of living in the eternal now. 
and living by the direction of your own opinions. And nobody can tell you that your opinion is wrong because, again, there really is no right, wrong, good, evil in the ultimate picture or reality of, of things. Now, I find it interesting when uh, the line in that song says, when, uh, when you reach Zen, you'll find that love is missing. Now, for a while in my life, after exiting uh, fundamentalist Christianity, I explored a lot of different uh, spiritual uh, paths and practices, one of which was Zen Buddhism, which I learned a great deal from. But I found that line so meaningful in that song because that's one of the things I noticed years ago being on that Zen empty yourself path. The love was missing. I didn't feel that divine presence that I've always felt. I didn't feel the presence of my guardian angels the way that I used to. I was just continually trying to or emptying myself of everything I thought I knew, opinions, ideas, beliefs, and it, it became kind of an empty pursuit after a while. And that's how I knew at least it wasn't for me because there was a greater aspect and definition of love that was completely missing. And I think a lot of people that are on that path kind of emptying themselves, no real opinion, there is no right, there is no wrong, it's all subjective, yada yada, even though these people claim to be very spiritual, they're still engaging in acts and practices and treating other people in a way that is less than kind. And I think this happens because that love is missing. People are kind of deluding themselves that, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what I do because no right, no wrong, no good, no evil. It's all subjective. It's all just what we believe. I told this story a lot of times in my old uh, podcast, The Spirit Side, about someone I talked to years ago who had this belief. And this gentleman told me, he said, yeah, there's, there's no right, there's no wrong. There's no good or evil. There's no God. You know, I believe that there's a, a divine energy, a divine being, but, you know, it's not watching over us to see if we live a life that is right or good according to uh, human standards of this world. So really, I could. He, he said to me, he said, I could walk up to somebody on the street with a gun and just blow their head off and kill them, and it's not really wrong that I did that. In fact... I may have done a good thing because I set that person free from the illusion of this world. And, uh, you know, no matter how I tried to break this down for this individual, I said, no, no, it's no right, no wrong, it's all subjective. You know, not even killing is, is, is a bad thing. 
It's it's just the the idea that we have about it that it's wrong, that it's evil, and life is sacred. But those are just ideas. Those are just beliefs. And once we get rid of all that, uh, we realize that there's nothing. There's just is what is. And I think a lot of people listening to this show would be surprised, very surprised, how many people are out there who have uh, that kind of belief system and that kind of attitude. And they will put it under the heading of spirituality, even though it's very uh, devoid of spirit, or the love of spirit, the love of God, the love of the heavenly realm that's all around us and even within us so that's one of the things i enjoy about the song when it talks about connecting the dots or finding the way to the god inside and only through love can we become human because that is the truth love is the starting point of all things Without love, we can't have respect for others. Without love, we can't respect the opinions of others and take their beliefs and their ideas and their wants and their needs into consideration. It's irrelevant. It's all about me. I'm right. You're wrong. Without love, we can't begin to connect with God out in the universe, and also within ourselves. Without love, we can't grow the soul within us. Without love, we can't treat each other with compassion and decency. And isn't it funny, here in America, in American politics, we have all these Democrats and Republicans who claim you know, that they're people of faith, but they're not willing to work together because they have these different political badges on their lapel. I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican. We can't work together. See what's missing there? The love for one another and for everybody else that their job affects. They can't get together and say, okay, how can we... How can we compromise to make this right, to make this affordable, to make this good for everybody? They can't do it, and they won't do it. See, without love, we can't even walk across the political aisle and say, hey, let's work this out and put all of our selfishness and stupidity aside. Let's not try to sneak all kinds of things into a bill to get past that are absolutely ridiculous. Let's just focus on helping one another and helping the American people or helping whatever country we live in by doing the right and decent thing. Without love, something that simple becomes an impossibility. So what does it mean to become truly human? is to live in love. That is the foundation and the basis for everything. That is where we start from. That is where we grow from. And that is where we progress into eternity from.
And if we think we're going to skip all of those steps just by thinking we belong to the right religion or the right church or go around, you know, spouting the name of Jesus and saying that we're born again all the time, you know, but yet the love is missing, you know, we're really only fooling ourselves. This isn't a game, and this isn't like the old, uh, like the old movies or the kid movies back in the fifties and the sixties and even seventies. You know where the kids would build a clubhouse, and you had to know uh, the secret word to get in. You know there was always somebody standing outside the door of the clubhouse, and when you walked up, you had to say the the, the you know the secret word. You know abracadabra, whatever it was. And if you were right and you knew the secret word, you got into the clubhouse. If you didn't, you were turned away. Going to heaven, progressing into eternity isn't that way. It's, it's not uh, going to the gates of heaven and, uh, you know, the angel standing there and to say the, uh, the password, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, I'm born again, I accept it. That's not going to cut it. It's how we lived our lives and what we did with what God gave us. And it all starts with love. That's how we become human and progress beyond this mortal coil that we currently live in, in this material world that surrounds us. Nobody out there graduated high school or college just by knowing the secret word, the password. You had to work for it. You had to educate yourself. You had to take certain steps, learn certain things. You had to know certain things. Now you have to go a step further with spirituality. And of course, gaining knowledge is a good thing, but putting that knowledge into practice, well, that's quite a different story. And you can't put any of it into practice properly if you don't have love. And that's what it means to truly become human. Start at the place of love and progress from there. If we don't have that foundation of love, the simplest thing, the simplest act of kindness the simplest act of consideration, the simplest act of being patient with another human being becomes a monumental impossibility. Love is the key. Without it, we are nothing. So let's all start becoming human. Let's all start becoming better human beings and grow as human beings and grow as spiritual beings, grow our soul by treating one another with not just a little more love, but a lot more love. And we need to start rejecting these notions that people start passing to us and we jump on the bandwagon because we feel like we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We need to stop accepting the garbage that causes hatred and division and name-calling and insulting and going out and looking for somebody to oppose us so we can start an argument or a fist fight. 
We need to get away from all that. That's not going to take us very far. So I hope you got something out of this podcast today. I did enjoy talking about this subject, and I hope some part of it resonated with you, the listener. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay well, become human, and live in love. It's the only way to go, and it's the only way we're going to achieve peace in this life that we currently live in. All these people that are ignoring love, ignoring the voice of the Spirit, out there fighting, and there is no peace. All these people in the, the streets chanting, you know, no justice, no peace, no this, no peace. Those things aren't going to bring them peace. Justice will bring some peace in some of these cases where people are, are protesting their needs to be justice, absolutely. But in order to have real peace, we need love. Let's remember that, ladies and gentlemen, and try to take love out into this darkened world that we live in. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next time here on The Infinite Journey.